Now, what is going on? What do I do? And I'm going to give you that solution right now. And that solution is when you hit a wall and you need a solution, I want you to put this in the, in the comments. When you hit a wall and you need a solution, go back to your salvation. Go back to your salvation. And let me show you a couple of things uh, that I think are really, really important. Go to yeah. John 3.16. Go to John 3. I'm going to take you to several scriptures here, but let's go to John 3.16 and 17. John 3.16 and 17. And I want you to see, go ahead and you can start reading it if you get there before I do. Okay. I got it. <laughs> Never mind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Yeah. Now, of course, when you go to John 17, 3, you see that this is eternal life, mm -hmm. that they may know you, the Father, yeah. and his Son. Right. Yeah. So we know that eternal life is defined by an intimate fellowship. That word know mm -hmm. mean is an intimate fellowship, to know intimately, right? Yeah. So it's an intimate fellowship. So the eternal life that God affords in our salvation gives us access to an intimate fellowship with God. And when you hit a wall, we know from Acts 17, 28, in him, in that intimate fellowship, we have life to the full till it overflows. We live and move and have our being. We know where to go. We're empowered to get there. Uh, we have our being. What we need to come into being comes into being. So you can see right here in our salvation, there's actually answers for everything that we're going to face. Yeah. But I want to show you one more step in, in verse 17. It says this, For God did not send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Now, yeah. I want you to, here's the one point I want you to see here. Jesus, put this in the comments, Jesus is a savior. That yeah. is his character. That is his nature. Jesus is a savior. Now, understand that he doesn't just save us eternally. He saves us, period. Or exclamation point. He <laughs> saves us. He yeah. doesn't just save us eternally. It's not just an eternal salvation. Yeah. He is a savior. Put that in the comments. Jesus yeah. is a savior. He is our savior. That's his character. That's huge. It, it is. That's yeah. his character. That's his nature. You're not gonna you're not gonna separate him from his desire to save you. Yeah. He wants to save you no matter what you're facing, no matter what wall you ran into. Jesus wants to save you because he is a savior. That is his character. Uh, listen, put salvation is Jesus' character and nature. Put it in yeah. the comments. Go ahead. Yeah, it's not just once. So Correct. so often the world wants to shape our mind and okay, we you know, they're Christians now, we lost them to that, but let's, you know, let's yes. get it in their mind. Yes. He saved them once a long time ago, but man, they've they've messed up, they've gotten themselves in a trap, they've you yes. know, they gave into the wrong thoughts and they've hit that wall. Oh, he saved you once. Now, look, you disappointed him. You let yes. him down. Now he's mad at you. Now, yes. uh, now, how are you going to get out of this? Like, OK, right. he saved me. He gave everything for me long ago. 
But now what do I do? Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of times that we have that initial entrance into the kingdom of God. We feel that release. We feel the sin lift off, the pressure lift off. But we don't go back to that original faith like we did to get born again when we hit a wall, when we need a solution. We have the world has told us that, okay, now you're saved. You're in the kingdom of God. One day you'll go to heaven. Now you're kind of on your own. And although I know most of our most of our viewers would say, no, that's wrong. That doesn't mean that there's not some lingering thoughts along that line. Yeah. And we have to completely renew our mind to a new way of thinking on that. Yeah. We have to completely renew our mind to a new way of thinking. No, he's not just my savior for eternity that I'll go to heaven. He's my savior. Yeah. Everywhere I go, he's my savior. Every, no matter what I'm doing, yeah. he's my savior. Jesus is my savior <laughs> all the time, every place, yeah. in every problem. Every time I hit a wall, he's the one who's going to break me through that rock, wall. Yeah. Right? He's the one that's going to break me through. And so when we get a hold of that, remember, go back to your salvation. Go back to your savior. Your savior yeah. is there to save you in that instance. And when we just get a hold of that, see, something will grab a hold of us and stand up on the inside of your spirit and say, yes, he is my Savior. And that'll start releasing that faith to see that overcoming. Everywhere you go, he's your Savior. That's who he is, right? Yeah. Well, as soon as we get a hold of that, he becomes the first one we look to. Yeah. As soon as things start to even try to face the south direction. <laughs> yes. Of course not. Jesus, what do you say about this? Correct. He becomes our first option because we know not only is he a savior, yes. he wants yes. to save us. Yes. He longs to be our savior. And we look to him first. It's just like a kid, you know, you, you as my dad, as if... If um, if I'm trying to fix something around the house and it starts to break, the first person I come to is you. Right. And I don't feel like, oh, man, I've messed up again. And now something's looking broken. And like, what do I do? Maybe he doesn't want to right. want to fix this because right. I know you're my dad and you want to fix it. You don't want something to be broken. You Correct. don't want me to have to work for hours and hours on something I don't know how to do. Yes. I can easily come to you without any condemnation nation because you're my dad and that's used to have flaws so how about you know jesus who has no flaws and longs to be our savior yes yeah that he is longing to actually manifest the solution and break down that wall yeah hear that put that in the comments jesus is longing to break down the the wall of your problem he's longing to break down the wall of your problem He's longing to do that. When you get a hold of that, that helps us to have more faith and apply that faith properly the way that we need to. So the first step when you hit a wall is go back to your salvation and and visit your Savior. Remember in in Matthew 11, he says, uh, are you hard? is, Is there a heavy burden? Are you facing hardship, right? Is there a hardship and you're facing a heavy burden? Yeah. You know, he says, look, come to me. Right. Come to me and I will give you rest. (laughs) Come to me. In other words, go back to your savior. Go back to your salvation. Now, let's look at some of the mechanics of that. First of all, we're going to go to Jesus. But let's now look at the mechanics of this. So you'll see this. Let's go to Romans chapter 10 
and verse 9 and 10. And remember, this is how somebody gets born again. Yeah. This is what needs to happen uh, in their heart and, and confession out of their mouth. So if you would read, read uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10, or, mm-hmm. or I'll tell you what, start at verse 8. I okay. think that'll be good. Okay. Romans 10, 8. But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Amen. So now look at this. Let's look at it and let's kind of go backwards for a second. Look at the very last part of verse 10. It says, it results in salvation. Now, yeah. who said, you know, who put it down that this pathway, that this pattern, this process, yeah. that salvation is only eternal salvation? What you see here is the mm-hmm. same process that's actually laid out when Jesus told us to have faith. Yeah. In other words, we're using the same process of faith here at our salvation that we use when we tell the mountain to be removed. We're using the same process of faith when we need healing in our bodies, when we need uh, finances uh, to be in abundance, right? When we need peace in our soul, when when we need to carry the comfort of God to a loved one, right? When we're bringing healing in any way, the process of faith is the same. So one of the things that we can see here is this lines out from verse 8, 9, and 10 in Romans 10. It lines out a process of faith, and it's the process of faith that we used at our salvation. But when you have a problem and you hit a wall, here's here's what we're learning is that I can use this same process. And looking at this process, what's the end result of the process? I'm saved. Yeah. I'm saved from what? From whatever I need to be saved from. Yeah. And initially, I need to be saved from uh, punishment, and I need yeah. to be saved from a lack of fellowship with God yeah. and not go to hell for eternity. I need to be saved from that. That's the initial salvation. But if we'll go back to our Savior at the initial salvation and apply the same process, we can use that process to overcome whatever it is we need saving from in the future, right? Yeah. So look at this. And the end result is salvation. Now, how did we get here? So now let's go back to verse mm-hmm. 8. It says, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we're preaching. So step one is get the word in you, right? Yeah. Get the word in you. Now, the word can come by you spending time in the word. The word can come uh, to you specifically right here through faithful preaching, not just any preaching. Put that in the comments. Not just any preaching. It needs to be preaching with faith, right? Right. He says, what what is this word? The word of faith, which we are preaching, right? This is the word of faith. In other words, it is preaching not with a worldly uh, hope, but yeah. a biblical hope, yeah. right? A hope that knows that every promise of God is yes and amen. <laughs> not, it knows this is God's will to save you, right? Yeah. This is it. And then he says this. 
He says, this is the word of faith that we are preaching. And he says, this word is in your heart. And it's so much in your heart, the Bible says, that out of the treasure of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the word needs to be so full in you through preaching and through your uh, faithful study of the word that it fills you up and it starts coming out of you. The word is in you. It starts coming out of you. So, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All right, so there's two steps here. After the first step of getting the word in you. So the first step is get the word in you through faithful preaching, faithful study of the word. The second step is confess with your mouth. The third step is believe in your heart. Now, I'm going to show you how your salvation plays a part in getting healed today, getting your finances in abundance today. I'm going to show you how that gets in your heart, okay? I'm going to show you how you get and break through that wall. You get your salvation. And so he says, for when the heart, with the heart, the person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation, so each one of these steps does a certain thing, but it begins with the word of God getting in you. Now, see, right now, you are leaning on the word. You're receiving that word of faith. You're getting the word in you so that when you hit a wall or when a problem arises, you're not thrown by that. No, you yeah. go after it, right? Yeah. You're, you're like, no, we're, we're going through. We got salvation. I'm going back to my salvation. I'm going back to my Savior. We're going to win, right? Yeah. And that comes out of you because you know these things. That's the word of faith being preached to you right now. And yeah. as you receive that in your heart, it starts to fill you. It kind of fills that spiritual tank. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit those walls or you hit those problems, that the corrupted world or the devil throws at you. Oh, no, there's an overflow. There's an overflow coming out right then, right? Yeah. Okay, now look. He says this. He says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and he says confession will result in salvation. He says, when you confess Jesus as Lord, you're literally doing two things. Number one, you're saying I will do whatever you tell me to do. Yeah. And if think about this. If you do what God tells you to do, how many problems won't get solved? <laughs> None. None, right. If we'll do what God tells us to do. Yeah. See, that many times people don't get salvation because they don't, they don't do what God says to do. Yeah. Right. They don't follow his way. But if mm-hmm. they'll follow his way, and what does 2 Corinthians 2.14 say? But thanks be unto God who's always leading us to triumph in Christ. Always leading us to triumph in Christ. So if we will take Jesus by the hand and let him lead us, then we're going to move to triumph. How many times? How many times are we (laughs) going to be led to triumph? Put it in the comments. How many times? You got it. Every time. Every time. Always, right? Yeah. So the first thing is when we confess Jesus Lord, we're saying, You're the director. Mm -hmm. You're the director. But here's the other thing that we're saying. When we say Jesus is Lord, you know the statement from the Bible, you know, Jesus, you are king of kings and Lord of lords, right? There's nothing that is above you. 
When you confess Jesus as Lord, you are saying, Lord, you are higher than any other thing that would try to lord over me. You're higher than this wall I ran into. You're higher than this problem. You're higher than this sickness. You're higher higher than this lack that's trying to grab a hold of my life. You're higher. Yeah. And when you confess that, I mean, when you confess that and you say Jesus is Lord, you're saying, Lord, you're already higher. There's no authority higher than you. Everything must bow its knee to you. Everything must bow its knee to you. And I'm going to do what you say. That puts me instantly with him, with every earthly thing, every corrupted thing under our feet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when you say Jesus is Lord, it is not a small statement. Yeah. It is a power-packed statement. Jesus, you are above everything. You truly are Lord of Lords. Every knee must bow to you, and I will do what you say. And you will lead me and guide me, and I'll do everything you say. That means I'm going with you. I'm traveling with you. Everywhere you go, I'm going with you. Right? Yeah. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right? So you can see how going back to your salvation, this process that we applied at salvation works when you hit a problem. Yeah. When you hit the wall, it works when you hit a problem the same way. Now look at the second part of this. The second part of this is... To believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Read 9 and 10 one more time. Yeah. 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Yes. So when you believe, it results in what? Righteousness. Yeah. Now that's a very interesting thing. And it's interesting that he says that. Yeah. Uh, because let's go to Romans. And we're already in Romans, but let's go back a couple of chapters to chapter four, I believe it is, at the end of chapter four. Yes. And can mm-hmm. you bring up Romans chapter four um, and verse 25? Mm-hmm. Bring that up in the King James. Okay. It says, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. He was raised for our justification. You know what another word for that is right there? Righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. He was raised for our righteousness. And if you look at the context of it, that's what it's talking about there. He was raised for our righteousness. Now think about this. Think about this process. So if you, when you hit a wall, go back to your salvation. Yep. Step one, get faithful preaching of the word in you. Yeah. Get the word in you faithfully. Two, confess Jesus as Lord. Three, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. This step, this step of believing that God raised him from the dead is so much bigger. It's just like confessing him as Lord is actually a bigger statement than what it looks like at surface value. It's the same way with believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So now think about this. So we, the word tells us that on that cross, he bore our sins and our sicknesses. Is that the word? Is that the Bible? He bore our sins and our sicknesses. 
So Jesus took all of our sins. Matter of fact, pull up, um, pull up 2 Corinthians uh, 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So now God had a plan. He said, I'm going to take your unrighteousness and I'm going to put it on Jesus who was righteous. Yeah. And he's going to become unrighteous. And the whole goal is that you become righteous. Yeah. Right. So that in that righteousness, salvation can come. Yeah. Because when you're right, Nothing can hold back. Remember, he yeah. says he is not withholding any good thing to those who walk uprightly. So mm-hmm. when we receive our salvation, we that comes through righteousness. Yeah. Actually, grace comes through righteousness. Because when you're righteous, the devil can't hold anything back from you. Yeah. Put that in the comments. When we are righteous, the devil can't withhold anything. And God won't do it. Yeah. The devil will try, but he can't. But God won't hold any good thing from those who walk upright. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. So the goal of God's plan was to have Jesus, who had no sin, who yeah. would be the perfect. See, if he had any sin, he could not make be the perfect substitute. But he made Jesus, who knew no sin, yeah. To be sin on our behalf. So we know on the cross, Jesus took that sin on him. Yeah. He carried that sin on him. And that sin led him to the place to be forsaken by God, where in faith he gave up the ghost. Mm-hmm. Understand that it was prophesied. Um, I think it's in Jeremiah where it says, uh, he says, into, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Mm-hmm. That was scripture back yeah. in Jeremiah. But the next part, the next part of that verse is, you will catch me in your net. So Jesus said, Father, you've forsaken me. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken for our sin. Not because yeah. he sinned. For he was forsaken for our sin, right? And then he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then he says, the last thing, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. He let go of his spirit, man, in faith, knowing that in the grave he would be called by his father's love. And see, that statement was a statement of faith. Like, I don't even feel you around right now, God. I don't even feel that you are around me. But right now, I release my spirit, right? I release it into your hands. And that was what he died with. The faith that he died with. That faith went into action. His faith on the cross. The Lord had forsaken him. He said, but I know you will catch me and raise me up. That's what he was saying. And so then he's sitting in the grave. And it says in Romans that he arose when we were made righteous. When we were justified. We arose when He arose when we were justified. So when we believe that he raised him from the dead, here's what we're lining up with. We're saying, I know that Jesus was forsaken of God because of our sins, but I know that he rose up 
from that grave because all of our sin had been dealt with. And now I'm righteous and I have a right to everything. So when we confess Jesus as Lord and believe in our heart that God rose him from the dead, we are saying, I know that the work to make me righteous and to give me rights to healing, rights to salvation, rights to abundance, rights to joy, rights to comfort, rights to peace, that I have it because he rose up from the dead. Because if he was, if anything was still on us, then it would have kept him in that grave. Yeah. But that was, that's what we're saying. We recognize there was nothing left on us. We were made completely righteousness and every tide of sin that held him in the grave, the Holy Ghost and the love of the Father cut it all off. Cut yeah. every bit of it off. And now he raised up and Ephesians chapter two says, we were raised with him. We were raised with him. Nothing could hold us back in that place of sin and hold us back from that place. So this is what's happening. When we go back to our salvation, we're saying even now, even though I've been born again uh, before, even now, Jesus, you're still my Lord. You are Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings. Every knee will bow, at you, bow to you. This sickness will bow, right? You're saying, yeah. and I'll take you by your word. I'll follow you. You're the director. You will, you will have every step of mine laid out. I'll follow it, and you'll lead me to triumph. And I believe that God raised you from the dead, which gives me a right to believe all of it. Yeah. I believe it all, and I have it now. Yeah. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that powerful? Oh, it's huge. Amen. It's huge. What I what I love about all that is at the moment with Jesus on the cross when he said that. Yeah. He 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 said that at the moment where he was carrying every sin. Yes. The Lord had turned his back on him because of all of the sin that he was carrying. Yeah. Everything. For all eternity, every last sin, the sins that I and you have done, he was carrying it. And that's why the Lord turned his back on him. And yet he knew his father was a savior so much that even with that sin, he knew even when his back had to be turned on the sin He knew his father's heart would never turn from him. He knew he would be saved. Because he had been, he had not had sin in the first place. And now he's helping all of us walk the same way. He knew. But of course, he knew he had found all these principles in scripture. And he knew. Now, none of us could ever do that because we had sin originally. But he didn't. And that gave him access to those promises. And, And in it, he lifted all of us up. Not just to be born again and go to heaven, but to be lifted up from the bed of sickness, to be lifted up out of that hospital bed, to be lifted up out of the place of poverty, to be lifted up out of that place of despair and depression, to be lifted up in every way possible. I love the, I love the verse. God is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Yep. Nothing. And this is what you do. When you hit a wall, when you face that problem, when you face that thing, this is what you do. Go back to your salvation. Get filled with the faith-filled word of God. 
confess Jesus as Lord, understand what that means, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And so right now, if anybody's watching this and you've never accepted Christ, I want you to pray with me. But I want us to pray not only just for salvation, not only for salvation, but I want us to pray for that if you need saving in any other area, when you get salvation, that comes too. Healing comes now. Abundance in every area comes now. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Jesus said, John 10, 10. Above, above everything, he wants us to prosper. John 10, 10, he says, here's what the thief's got for you. The thief comes steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have and enjoy life, the Amplified, to the full till it overflows. Everywhere you turn, Psalm 23, your cup overflows. God wants you to be prosperous and overflowing in every area of life. I mean every area of life. And yeah. that's all done through the work at the cross and when he came up from that grave. It's all handled. Every problem that you will ever have He handled it at the cross and coming up from that grave. He handled it. It's already done. That's why he said, it's finished. It's finished. Yeah. It's finished. He did every bit of work that was needed to come up at that cross. He did every bit, and we we came up. We came up with him, and it solved everything. So as we pray today, you pray this. Just say, Jesus. Jesus. Today. Today. You are the Lord of my life. You are the Lord of my life. And I believe. And I believe. That God brought you back to life. That God brought you back to life. Whatever you tell me to do. Whatever you tell me to do. I will do. I will do. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. You're the director of my life. You're the director. And you are the Lord of Lords. And you are the Lord of Every knee. Every knee will bow to you. Will bow to you. Every problem. Every problem must bow to you. Must bow to you. Every issue. Every issue must be solved. Must be solved. And I believe. And I believe that when you rose up from the grave. That when you rose up, from I the was grave, made righteous. I was made righteous. And you are not withholding anything. And you are not withholding anything. No good thing. No good thing from me. From me as I walk righteously. As I walk in faith. In faith. I have your righteousness. I have your righteousness. And therefore I have rights. And therefore I have, I have rights. rights right now. I have rights right to now. To salvation. To salvation. I have rights as a child of God. I have rights as a child of God. To your promises. To your promises. To healing. To healing. To prosperity. To prosperity. To deliverance. To deliverance. To protection. To protection. To restoration. Restoration. And the number one thing. And the number one to thing. To fellowship with you, Lord. To fellowship with you, Lord. Lord, I receive... Lord, I receive. The wall's broken down right now. The wall's broken down. Easy and light. Easy and light. Coming to me now. Coming to me now. I won't be held back. I won't be held back. Because nothing can hold Jesus back. Because nothing can hold Jesus back. And I have your promise. And I have your promise. And so therefore I have faith. And therefore I have faith. And I receive it now. And I receive it now. Your anointing. Your anointing. Your power. Your power. It's working in me now. It's working in me now. And it's producing. And it's producing. Every bit of salvation. Every bit of salvation. Saving me. Saving busting me. Busting down the walls. Busting down Breaking the walls. open problems. Breaking open problems. So that they're no longer problems. So that they're no longer I problems. receive your solutions now. I receive your solutions In now. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Body be well. 
body be well. Finances be abundant. Finances be abundant. Restoration be quick. Restoration be quick. Protection be supernatural. Protection be supernatural. Deliverance be free now. Deliverance be free now. And Lord, I receive fellowship with you. And Lord, I receive fellowship. On a new level. On a new level. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. If you prayed, if you prayed that prayer with us today and you committed to Christ fresh again, go to our website, whatsright.com, and click on I Just Got Saved. Click that button. We have some gifts for you. We want to help you. We want to be here with you, pray with you, agree with you. You have a family you didn't know you had. You have it right now. We love you so very much. And did you get something out of this? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Glory to God. What did you see? It's 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 back to that point on the cross. You know, so often the the world tries to teach us, even after we've been saved, the the world tries to influence that. Yes. And and say, you know, I'm I you don't know what I did. I'm past the point of no return. I'm I I can't. It's too much. I've done too much. The Lord he he can't use me. He doesn't want to use me. He doesn't want to save me. Why would he want to save me? Yeah. And yet, none of us have ever been to the point of holding every sin, every evil thing that has ever been done yes. in history. We've never, even if you've been the worst person in the history of the world, it's never been to the point of Jesus holding every single That's sin. That's a great point. And yeah. yet, he still knew God's character and nature would save him. Yes. He knew even with all yes. of that sin, even with all of that evil being on him to the point that the Lord had to turn his back because it was so yes. terrible. He still knew his character and nature was a savior and he still knew his love yeah. was more powerful. He knew, Lord, I give myself to you. He knew he would be saved because that's yes. who God is. Yes. So no matter who you are, what you've done, it's never been to that point. That's right. And even yeah. even at that point, God wanted to save Jesus, yes. to save him. He cast himself into the Lord's hands. Yes. And today, no matter if you just did the worst thing in the history of the world, still with that ready heart, Lord, I, I want you to save me. Well, he is more than willing. He loves you. And it, it's, yes. it's that that completely destroys everything that the world says, everything that the flesh tries to lie. I don't feel like he would yeah. want to save me. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm good enough, that I deserve it. I, I, You don't know what I've done. Yeah. The Lord knows. He knows. Yes. He knew every single sin that was on Jesus on that cross. And yet, when Jesus committed himself into the Lord's hands, he was quick to save him. Yeah. You know, even right now, I have um, I have like some time crunches, like more than what anybody knows because I've not shared them with anybody. Um, but I have some time crunches right now in my life, and it's like even in this moment. Okay, here's a wall. I yeah. don't. It seems like I don't have enough time to do what I need to do. Right. Well, at this point, I can go back to my salvation. What do you do? And put it in the comments. What do you do when you hit a wall? You go back to your salvation. Jesus is a savior. That's his character and nature. He wants to help me, and there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing bigger than him. Two, Jesus, you're my Lord. I'm going to ask you right now, what do you want me to do? Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do that. 
right? And I know that you are Lord over all. I'm going to get that word in me first. You know, I'm going to stay in that way. You just got the word in you. You got a word of faith word preached to you just now. And then you're going to uh, confess him as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. I believe I have a right to it. See, when you know that through faith you have a right to the promises of God, it'll it'll aggravate your spirit when the devil tries to lie to you and tell you you don't have a right to it. <laughs> yeah. It'll aggravate you. you be like, who are you talking to, devil? Right. The flesh? Who are you, corrupted flesh? Who are you talking to? Yeah. I got a right to these promises. So yeah. even now in a time crunch, what do I do? I, I keep myself fed on the word. I keep yeah. myself in faith on the word. And then, I, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. What do you want me to do here? I'll do it. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. And I believe that God brought you back to life, making me righteous and proving that we're not operating in the confines of this earth anymore. I have supernatural operation happening because we're raised from that dead place in the grave to the right hand of the Father, seated in him in Ephesians, seated in Christ. And in Christ, I have the right to supernatural things. So, Lord, turn this time crunch into a supernatural solution. Show me what to do, and I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, I'll just go to work. I'll do one thing at a time. I don't try to solve the whole thing. I do one thing at a time. One thing at a time. And when I do that, all of a sudden, it just starts working out. It's It's like when you got one of those puzzles, and it looks so hard, and then all of a sudden, it just starts coming together, Yeah. right? Or when you're unraveling something, it looks like such a big knotted mess. But you take out those key pieces, all of a sudden it just falls apart. It's no longer a a problem. It's no longer a a wall in front of you. This is how it works. This is the process that I use all the time. Been doing it for years. It works. It works. I go back to my salvation. I fill myself up on the word. I confess Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my righteousness because Jesus was raised from the dead. So I have rights to the supernatural. That's I have right. a right. Put it in the comments. I, yeah. as a believer, have rights to the supernatural. Yeah. I have rights to the supernatural. And uh, this is where we have to stay. So did this help you today? Did you get something out of it? I hope so. It's simple, uh, not complicated, although I can tell you a lot of people probably don't know what we talked about today. Uh, but it's not real complicated. <laughs> no. It's in the word. It's there. Yeah. It's simple. And it'll help you bust through every wall the devil puts in your face. Are you ready to be the overcomer like God wants you to be? Do that. And as we get ready to go today, I'm going to turn it over to Barrett. She's going to talk to you some more about some upcoming things. Lead starts tonight. It's going yeah. to be awesome. We love you. Thank you for being here with us. And here's Barrett to wrap it up. Thank you for being on today. We love you guys so much. And we're so thankful for your partnership with this broadcast. Just you being here commenting. It's an act. It's a fruit of partnership. And we're thankful for it. If you want to share the broadcast, that's another way that you can partner with us. And yet another way is sowing into the broadcast. So if you haven't done it yet, feel free to go to What's or give www.org and in the name of Jesus for everyone sowing today, blessed, blessed in the name of Jesus. Let it be supernaturally blessed, full of life coming back and coming in in Jesus name, press down, shaking together, running.